Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Centaur World Season 1, Episode 9, The Rift Part 1, as well as Season 1, Episode 10, The Rift Part 2. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, here with my former student and buddy for fancy frolicking, Kurt. Kurt, I know life is hard as a vegetable, but are you comfortable? I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Thank you, Doug. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, fa- fairly comfortable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Thank you, Sunfish Murgai. Okay. Well, this is the season finale in two parts of season one. And Kurt, I have to guess your rating. That's per tradition. So, as per tradition. tradition and and key. it's and in the bylaws as well. So the, yeah. The, the <laughs> Actually, we should bylaws. modify the bylaws to include that. So, um, we, gotta, we gotta make a proper bylaws, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I I know what you have been uh rating these episodes up to this point. The, the episodes, your least favorite episode. It was was the was the very first episode, and it's gotten progressively better from there. You gave also per tradition, that, yes, yes, yes. Uh, although episode four was a uh, a notch ahead of episode five, you took a yeah. five took a step backward. So, all right, but since since episode five, you've not given out anything lower than a nine. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't think you're going to give out. I don't think that you're going to put this in a category with hiding time here. So I, I think you, you're either going nine or 10. I'm going to say you go nine for these, for this one anyway. This one. Okay. I think you gave this one a nine. Okay. And my main reason why is that this, this one, I say reminds you, but I shouldn't say reminds you because you haven't had this yet, but this, this, um, this makes you think about the day that one day you will see your baby birds leave the nest. I Maybe birds are a poor choice of words, but you'll see, you know, you, you get you get what I've gone here, okay? I, I've done it poorly, but I I, I I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. So, so that's so yeah, because so, of that, because you like sadness, you gave it a nine. Yeah, what now? Oh, okay. So so that's a positive thing. That's a positive thing. That's a sad Not a thing. negative thing. That's a sad okay. thing. But because you like sad things, it's a positive thing. But it's a sad thing. Oh, I see. Okay. It's very confusing. Right. Yeah, it confuses so, me too. Trust me. All right. Well, you are correct. I did give this one. A nine. You're incorrect. Oh boy! I gave this one an eight. Oh man! It's a, it's, okay. it's a high rate. I you could talk me up. You could talk me up. I'm not. I'm not uh, to talk up. But I gave I'm, it. An eight. I'm not. I mean, I didn't even give it a ten. So I, I, I don't think I'm going to end up talking you up on this one. Here's my thing about this episode. I, I think I say, I view this as everything before horse goes into the rift. I give like an eight, and everything after she's in the rift, I give a ten. So yeah, that's that, fair. that's. That's how I think of this episode. I don't love the stuff before she goes into the rift, but I really love the stuff after she does go into the rift. It gets a lot more interesting when she goes in the rift. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, you know, Wamawink's desperation here is uh, it's fine for a while, but it's, it's too much. It's like, but yeah, basically what really pushes like the only reason why this episode is not even lower to me is like horse and rider like yeah that whole dynamic that's the whole bit that makes it like cooler yeah. than i guess yeah. so, well anyway, i don't want to get into it but yeah no 
Okay. All right. Well, let's let's take a guess at our favorite scenes here. So I I think that your favorite scene, despite everything that you just said about horse and rider, uh, I think actually your favorite scene is when Wama Wink sh- shoots all the tiny versions of herself out, and they just lemming themselves off the edge of the bridge because lemming, I know you yeah. love those. I know you love those tiny versions. So yeah. I'm gonna say that's your favorite scene. I bet I bet your favorite is horse and rider meeting. You know. At first, it seems like Ryder doesn't recognize horse, but all ends well, seemingly. And, you know, that, that's great. Uh, and also, you you got me wrong. I, I did pick the horse and Ryder scene. Oh, so the, you're talking about the, the reunion here? The reunion, the reunion. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I love the reunion. I love mm-hmm. that Ryder does not recognize her at first uh, <laughs> and, and actually, you know, takes an attack stance you yeah. know a defensive stance so uh i, I love that uh we you had actually brought that up like what if writer doesn't actually recognize her <laughs> uh but anyway uh, so i love that part and then the, the recognition of course is, is is really emotional um i also i i would continue that scene right through the explanations i love horse trying to explain stuff to rider and, and rider you know asking questions you know about their names or you know whatever it's 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 very funny to me and it's very uh endearing so it's, yeah, it, that, that's it's my favorite scene of the episode mr sam oh good mine too oh it's fun. <laughs> all right all right well that does muddy the water on what i would say is your favorite song of the episode though because glendale has the song in this episode and that's it's it's not during the reunion so do you pick the reunion song it's which is called it's you by the way oh yeah uh, thank you i don't or, know the song titles yeah or do you pick glendale's song which is the i'd like to show you my collection reprise that she stole <laughs> from the bear tar so <laughs> i i'm gonna go with the glendale song that was my initial uh, idea and i'm gonna go with it again okay um i i'll 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 go for the chalk what i think is chalk and it's the the reunion song the what what, what did you um what it's you, you. it's, it's, it's you okay thank mm-hmm. you mr salad to you yes. you're welcome so uh and i so that song i thought was funny but the song itself was kind of eh i was like eh, it's not like it's really funny about though. the the glendale Michael. song that you yeah okay. i yeah. i actually picked i actually picked the doug song the comfortable duck oh, song. It's, it's really good. <laughs> Did you mean the comfortable duck song? I love the comfortable duck song. Yeah, I, started. <laughs> I know I didn't pick it though. Oh, I did okay. pick it too. I I, oh, yeah, I did okay. pick it too. I love I love the reunion song. It's you. Uh so no, I it, it, I love when when Ryder sings her verse after horse has already sung hers, and, and when Ryder sings, her voice kind of cracks. Like it, it's such an emotional uh vocalization of that song i i it gets me so so much i love it so yeah that i definitely went with it's you but i do love the comfortable doug song yeah no it's 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 really good yeah it's a good song i'm glad i'm glad you liked the comfortable doug song because i i've mentioned before comfortable doug becomes a bigger character as the series goes on yeah so (laughs) so if you're it, it i know that he wasn't tops on your list when we first met him so this but this is really his big coming out party i mean he's he's the hero now he's no longer a great supporting actor he's no longer the supporting <laughs> actor he's he's the hero now yep I'm, I'm excited to see his story 
That is one real banger, comfortable Douglas. <laughs> but yeah, it's, well, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's going to have a major story here. He's, maybe he's still a, a well, maybe the comfortable Doug episode. I don't know. Maybe we'll fucking like just like not following the main cast, just comfortable Doug, digging his way through, talking to people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what he does on a day to day. He says he's comfortable Doug. He's quite comfortable. Okay. I'll say this: yes. he doesn't look comfortable. No, <laughs> sweats a lot. <laughs> It's very sweaty. Very, very sweaty. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about our favorite characters. So I am going to say, hmm. Oh, now I'm really confused because your favorite scene was the reunion of horse and rider. So I could very well pick horse or rider. But your favorite song was the hero of his story, which is the Comfortable Doug song. So I could very well pick Comfortable Doug. There's always the Glendale factor because Glendale does play a pretty big role here. Actually, she plays a bigger role maybe in the second episode. So. Second one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe, but she's got her own song in this one. So, boy, this is confusing. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you went with horse. Yeah. Finally, for the first time ever. I did go with horse, and I think All so right. did you. I think you also went with horse. I actually went with rider. Huh. <laughs> I, I, you know they're different really... people right like horse is a horse rider is like the human are they though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i i there's there's something about rider in this episode rider coming into uh you know the rift and and not recognizing horses so, you know it's rider that makes that scene to me it's it's rider's lack of recognition and then suddenly her recognition uh you know it's finding out that rider's been looking for horse as well and that she's just as excited to see horse as horses and then rider's confusion about everything horse is talking about in the world so so rider's my my one here maybe you know it better than me because you've seen it the episode multiple times Mm -hmm. Uh, rider kind of goes into how she ended up into her side of the rift which was she was captured mm-hmm. in a bandit mm-hmm. camp or something heard yeah. the, i want to hear them saying that made her come there no she she didn't he, she didn't say that she heard anything she says that she broke she, out she she broke out and she followed the last minotaur into the rift so that minotaur okay. that she throws the knife at the lizard thing so so what i think here is that she completely forgot about horse didn't care at all after she like went poof right whatever Right, went on about her life and then found horse in this like thing, realized, oh, that's my horse. And then just was like, oh, I've been looking for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Missed you dearly. I mean, I there's certainly a chance of that. I, 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 I don't think that's the I, true case, I, I but think, like there's I know, the universe. I, I, I think the understanding here is, you know, Ryder saying, I have been searching and I knew that you were searching for me and horse is the same, saying the same thing. They're singing that, those lines together. Uh, I, I think that's pr- pretty clearly the intentionality is that Ryder oh, yeah. has been missing horse as much as horse has been missing Ryder. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Certainly. I mean, <laughs> just, just, you know, 1%. Yeah. <laughs> I it's suppose there's always a chance. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, so Ryder, I, I love Ryder in this episode. I love horse too. Uh, horse. I, I definitely had a tough time choosing between Ryder and horse in this episode, but, but ultimately it's rider that makes it for me. So, well, good, and yeah. did you want to say anything about why you chose horse or you good? No, nah, I mean, it's kind of chill. I, yeah, <laughs> I, that's how I picked her. I, I, I was curious if you'd pick Wama, but judging by how you were talking about Wama previously yeah. to this, I, I, 
I wouldn't. Okay, definitely picked horse. Nah, I like Wama Wink much more on the set and Rift Part Two, but yeah. you know we're not there yet. But yeah, Rift Part One, Wama Winks. Th- that song does kind of annoy me. The the uh, what what is it? What is that one called? Like a moment called... type of thing. I yeah, mean, that yeah. I don't know the name of it. Before you go, it's called Before, Before you, you go. So okay. yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, there's some funny stuff in there. But it's just so desperate and frantic. Yeah, actually, not just the song, but that whole scene is desperate and frantic. Uh, and, and it does go on and on. It's like, you know, Glendale gets a song, and then Doug gets a song, and then Wamwick gets a song, all just, you know, saying goodbye to horse. So even Water Baby gets a little reprise of a song there. <laughs> so, so anyway, that, that as far as things that annoyed me, magical moments that annoyed me, that just the general tone of that pre-rift uh, moment. It, I liked it for a while. I think it's very worthwhile to see that Wama Wink is going to miss Horace, and especially when Horace says, I'm going to miss you too. Like that, that it's very worthwhile to see all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, I already know it it's going like, to, yeah, they do it too long. Like, yeah, like you could summarize, and this is what annoys me. Like, you summarize the whole plot of this episode very easily as to the herd misses horse as horse goes, mm-hmm. who sees Ryder once more. And as horse realizes, she needs to go back to warn the others, finds the nowhere king. Then that's, then there you go. That's like the end. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yes, but yeah, I, I'm like the meat of this episode is horse and rider, but yes. it's not like it's just yeah, it doesn't take up enough of the episode. Like right, the the beginning portion before horse steps in there is just kind of like almost like a we're going back over our adventure a bit. Like oh, don't leave, right? Blah blah blah. We're, we're mm-hmm. how close we all are. Look, everyone's saying their goodbyes. Look, yep. um, you know, there's a, and maybe part of it's because I know there's a season two. Maybe maybe that's also part right. of that. Where I'm like, yeah, I know. Part of me, part of me thinks I'm not getting a hard reset in all these characters. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's also a bit of it. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a safe assumption. But yeah, but as far as the, I don't find it a whole lot annoying with this episode. Just just that bit of it. So anyway, uh, let's talk about magical magical moments that made us laugh. Uh, I really enjoy uh glendale consoling wama wink you know uh you'll never see her again for the rest of your life uh, you after know, you die even then like i really enjoy the, the gravity of the situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah wama then it. makes the this ancient scripture to show <laughs> it's like this you're on the spot on the spot yep uh, <laughs> That's good. that is it's a, I, that, that that's one of the one of the things I did really enjoy about Wamawink's desperation is her making the ancient scripture. Also, burnt offerings to Trevor. I, I think that's hysterical. We make burnt offerings to Trevor. Who's Trevor? He's like a friend or something. Yeah, uh, something. Uh, sunfish and is it? Was it Jessica or is it Jeffra? Jeff Jeffica. Jeffica. Because I know later yeah. someone has yeah. a massage or something. Yes, Jeffica. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selfish guy and Jeffica show up. Yeah, I mean, we get it's almost like a curtain call here when Comfortable Doug sings. He calls in oh, Jeffrey yeah. and selfish guy and the glitter cats, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, that whole song, the Comfortable Doug song, I think is really really wonderful. My favorite line in that song is uh, that I came above ground to feel the suns, 
and I won the session. Johnny T times me best competition. I, I, it's just so many syllables crammed into not not a lot of measures of, of music. I love it. So I like my favorite line that technically isn't the song, but when he calls Derpleton Fartneck, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that one actually. I don't remember that now. Fartneck, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I, Wallace Wamoink is pretty funny. Yeah, man, Wam- whole, the whole knitting thing, like just like, <laughs> yep. yeah, a bit. yep, yeah. And like I said before, a writer trying to understand Centaur World without seeing Centaur World, I think, is is pretty good comedy. Yeah, uh, when um the woman kind of comes and talks about like an unspeakable evil or something could be in there, and I think Chad's yep. like, oh yeah, we know horses and an unspeakable yeah, evil, horse, Chad. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Already don't think so. There you go. Nah. Yeah, that's what I've got. All right. Me too. Me too. So let's talk about some magical moments that moved us. And speaking of Ched, Ched's speech about horrors. Probably uh, the best we, one. Yeah. Yeah. Easily the best one. <laughs> right? You know, it's certainly better than Zulius or Glendale or Durpleton or even Wamawake. I mean, Ched's was very heartfelt. You know, he expressed his annoyance with horrors and transitioned right into whatever horse was great and we're going to miss her <laughs> so yeah I, I i really i i was touched by that for sure yeah i mean we've already spoke about this but wamowing mm-hmm. you know sadness is moving mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that overdone yeah i think it, it really comes across as moving when she's done with the song and you know the song's over and she just says with all sincerity I'm going to miss you so much. And the horse says, I know, so I'm going to miss you too. Like that moment is actually very touching. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, to me, it's not even ruined by the, the overkill of it beforehand. Like that, that, but that's the core of it. That's the important part right there. Actually, so. here's what I ask you. So when horse jumps into the portal and Wamoing, yeah. did she grab or was she holding the yarn? Uh, I think think she grabbed it after it started to unravel but that that's like, my take to like hold on to horse or to like pull horse back in because my um, thought was like is she trying to pull horse back no i don't think she i think she's just doing it to like i don't know actually that i was like i don't know if there's a clear intention as to why she grabbed this I mean, or maybe it was just unraveling on its own and she i don't know well i, was like, I think ah. it i think it did start unraveling on its own but but it would not surprise me if the intention was She's to show her, her holding on, yeah, trying hold to hold it on, back. yeah, or holding on, yeah, 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 or holding on, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what Ryder's moment of recognition of horse, where, where you know, where horse is singing Ryder's lullaby, that we, I don't know if you remember Ryder's lullaby because it's been a while, uh, but it, it's the song that Ryder sang to horse right in the very first scene of the first episode, uh, and we get a reprise of it in. What you need when rider, and when I'm sorry, when horse goes into Wamawink's backstory, uh, horse sings it to Wamawink. And now, when horse is not recognized by rider, horse starts to sing, you know, you're okay, you're all right. Uh, And we don't see rider while horse is singing this. We just hear Ryder pick the song up and you know in that moment that she recognizes horse. And it's, I, I, I just, I'm lifted right out of my seat when that happens. I, I love that. I mean, what would you do if you saw a cartoon horse starting to sing a song that you sang before? Would you? Uh, would you? Would you approach the horse or would you run away? Well, hold on though. A cartoon horse, I, you know, in my life it would mean nothing to me. I, I, I would have. I'd be very freaked out by that, you know. But 
a, you know, a cartoon version of one of my kids singing it to me, I, I'd probably have writer's reaction. Do, do you see what I mean? Like, okay, I don't have, a, yeah. I don't, I don't have, I don't I see, have I see what mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what, what about like a cartoon kid? Doesn't really look like your kid. You don't recognize that. Yeah, that's fine. It, and then it starts singing like the lullaby that I sing. Yeah, to but my that's kids freaky though, because yeah. kids can talk. Horses can't talk. So I feel like that distracts that. Is there any animal that you care about in this world, Mr. Sal? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have any pets. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no. Okay, well I guess I guess move on. I don't, okay. I don't know that I, I don't know how to relate to that because I think part of it's like shouldn't be talking. This is this is a freaky thing. Well, fair enough, but uh, this I'm, I'm going to use this next moment to transition into moments that made us think about intel, uh, emotional intelligence and mental health. So they, they sing the song uh, "It's You," and one of the lines I've already quoted it once, but I'll quote it again here: "I have been searching, and I knew that you've been searching for me." Uh, that is so such a beautiful sentiment because it's indicative of their shared grief. Like they, they were actually, they had the same grief. They just had the grief for each other. So that, that's, that's beautiful. And, and that's a, a moment that uh, made me think about emotional intelligence and mental health. So we can transition into that if you're ready to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not really, I'm trying to think what other, I mean, I guess you could do on like the, the missing factor, like, you know, saying goodbyes, you know, this, yeah, yeah, you know, letting go. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm, I criticize Wama Wink for the way she's holding on to horse here, but I'm sure I'm going to be a mess when my kids are ready to, to move on, on on their way. And I, I don't say that. Uh, actually, plant your feet now. Be like, I'll be what, what I'm saying is very rational and it's the right thing. And then just plant your feet now. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What I'm saying is very rational, but it's the right thing, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> in fact, now, uh, well, hopefully, they'll forget about this. But now I'll plan now because they'll probably listen to this podcast, and and, and when they do, uh, they'll probably hear me say that when they're ready to leave, I probably will perform a whole Wama Wink song, this song, and I, and I'll probably make a little uh, ancient scripture. <laughs> and do all of this exactly except i can't shoot tiny versions of myself from my uh, computer, yeah so. technology's advancing mr cell let's that's uh, true you know. that's true we've been on the moon before not us exactly but people have i think anyway yeah but you know uh, to be fair if we're talking about emotional intelligence here which is just kind of the point of this segment uh, having the opportunity to say goodbye the way that you want to say goodbye, like in a meaningful way, really does mean a lot. I, I think it does anyway. Uh, I, I haven't, I, I've been really fortunate. I haven't had a lot of people very close to me die. Uh, but I remember when uh, one of my grandmothers was, was passing, she, she had about like the doctors gave, she had a terminal illness. Um, and we knew that she didn't have, much time left but every day was like a party at her house like we all got to say goodbye to her so many times over (laughs) like and it was like when i saw that i was like you know what that's how i want to go i want i want to have like the knowledge that all right my time is very short uh so i want to make sure that i have that i spend as much time as i can with the people i love 
and that uh I, I get things to in say, order yeah. yeah i get to say goodbye in my way like a lot of people talk about not wanting a long drawn out scenario like that they, they want something more sudden uh i don't i i, I want i want uh, the time and opportunity to to have you know meaningful goodbyes so anyway i i, I would agree i like I mean, now there's a whole question of like, well, do you want to know the day of your death? Like, would that, would that be something yeah, right. right now? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that may be a bridge too far. I might. You know, but yeah, well, I think I would. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to go too deep yeah. down that yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. Hold, but, stop. but yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the idea that, that Ryder doesn't recognize Horse, uh, which is what Horse has been worried about this whole time. Uh, and could be completely devastating to horse, but then ultimately that moment of recognition where, where Ryder does recognize her, it just that representation, that symbolism, that there's more to you than your outward appearance, right? Like, uh, I know horse anywhere. It doesn't matter what she looks like. Yeah, the personnel, like, yeah, what makes up horse isn't horse's appearance. Now, that's very true. Actually, I didn't think about it in that way, that, that emotional yeah. intelligence way. No, it's yep. very fair. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's good. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> do you want to throw one throw it out here or do you want me to keep going? No, I mean I yeah, I've I've ran dry. I've rarely run dry on Centaur World. But anyway, uh there, there's a line when horse goes through the other side of the rift into the human world and she says, I forgot how bad this place was. Yeah. I uh, so I want to ask you, you this. Have you ever had uh, a situation end? Like it could be a relationship, could be you know a place that you lived, could be whatever. It, it, something something ends. When you look back on it, do you, have you ever had a scenario where you you can only remember the good things, even though you know in your head that there was a lot that was bad about it? Yeah. When you look back, all you remember is the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I, I can, yeah. I can, I can give an example kind of real. I remember, uh, cause I was born in the Queens and I, I, we moved away from the city when I was like four. So I was very, or five. When I was very young, moved away, but I have like big, I have memories of the house. I remember the house layout, right? Yep. Like I remember how she lived in. And when I'm older, like in my like 16 or something, I had revisited the house as like an adult or not an adult, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, much older person now, like, you know, bigger in size and everything. And like yep. my memories of the house are far, like they're definitely in like tinted rose glasses. Like I look at the house, yeah. it's like way smaller. Like oh, the rooms are all the same, the formatting, but like yep. I'm way bigger. Like the house is way smaller yeah. than I thought it was. And like, it's like, oh, yep. no, this house isn't like as great as I thought it was when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, so I remember, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've had several relationships end, right. Uh, and sometimes they end pretty badly and it's easy. It's easier for me. It has been easier for me to get over those relationships because I had this bad stuff to latch onto. Right. I, I sometimes you look back on stuff and you only remember the bad stuff. Right. That's the easiest. Uh, even, <laughs> yeah. That, that, so it makes it pretty easy to move on from it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've also had some relationships end that I, I really didn't want to end. <laughs> uh, and when you look back on those, it's like all you remember is the good stuff, and it's much, much harder to get over those relationships because you know there was bad stuff. That's why the relationship ended, right? 
but you can't remember any of it. You only remember the good things. Uh, and so I think horse in this situation is, is, is representing that very well. This idea that she only has good memories about home, about the human world. Yeah. But when she actually sees it, she remembers that it wasn't as good as she remembers. <laughs> yeah, her, so, her home wasn't as good as she remembered. Yeah, exactly. Now, now she's all grown up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, this really is, there, this is why I say there's so much that I love about this episode once Horace goes into the rift. It's, it's, it's really great at that point, but. I agree. The woman, no. the woman comes along steals the key you know closes the rift and she she makes a comment one horse is a small price to pay which of course is a, a big time moral question you know yeah i don't know if we want to do you want to get into this i don't think we want to get into uh, maybe, this. i don't want to get too deep into it yeah, i just want yeah. i just want to i just want to point out the idea that this is a this is a big moral dilemma it's yeah, certainly it, certainly do we give up yeah. like the the chance at saving one or two to perhaps prevent some catastrophic disaster. Right. We, we don't at this point know the Nowhere King or what the Nowhere King is capable of. Yeah, we don't know the stakes here. Right. So to us, like, no, you save horse, obviously, because we love horse. Yeah. But to the woman, there, there's clearly an alternative narrative here that says, no, no, no. That, that, like, what what happens if we open that gate is we get the nowhere king and that's going to be far worse than losing one horse mm -hmm. and that's that's a that's a moral dilemma that i'm glad i don't have to face so that's kind of it's kind of like the trolley problem maybe yes let me think it is. real quick because yeah. you're willfully yeah you're willfully taking the key leaving one mm -hmm. that you know is in there yep to hopefully save to potentially save masses yeah okay right Kind yep. of. Yeah, it's 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 very similar to the trolley problem. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with the trolley problem, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. That, that, <laughs> I'm not, that's I'm a different the trolley yeah. problem. We're not we're not ready to teach the trolley problem. <laughs> but we but, are Mr. Uh, Sal though. Oh, well, hold on. I, before we get to my kids. Oh, okay. There's one more thing I want to mention. Uh, so I I grew up in the age of it's the trolleys. Uh, not trolleys. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of freedom for kids. I mean, I remember being pretty young and just going all over town by myself or with a friend. And I, I look at it now, I'm like, man, I don't want my kids to do any of that stuff. I, 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 I mean, I'm starting to now, but I was younger than them when I was doing it. Uh, and I, but there was always the understanding you call when you get there. Uh, okay. Yeah, you check in. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have had similar experiences. Of course, it was harder for me because I had to find a payphone to call from, but, you know, bring a quarter or sometimes like, actually, the, the big thing was, are you familiar with what a collect call is? Like someone getting a collect call? Do you know what that means? I thought that was from like a prison. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly from a prison. Yeah, but you could do it from a payphone too you can do it I from anywhere. Know that. I did not know okay. that. Okay. So so before cell phones, mm -hmm. you got charged for phone calls, especially long distance phone calls, okay? Yes. So to, if you want if you want to call somebody but you want to take the charge on, you place or you want them to take the charge on, sorry. You you place a collect call. 
okay <laughs> because if if i if you live if you lived in new york city and i lived in upstate new york that was long distance right so if i called new york city i was going to get charged for that but if i wanted the person i was calling to get charged i would call them collect which means reverse the charges oh okay i don't know okay? that okay so that's that's what it means so when you call from prison you know that's you reverse why the you reverse the charge yeah, yeah okay that's yeah why. so so the big thing was because I, you know i uh, you, you'd have to put a quarter in to make the phone call. And all I was doing was calling to say, I, I got here, right? So <laughs> the big thing was, and everybody did this, you called your parents collect and there, there was did always a say message. no? No, so there, there was always a message that you had to say, will you accept a, a collect call from, and you're supposed to say your name. So, so what it should say is, will you accept a collect call from Mr. Sal, right? I see what's going here. <laughs> yeah but instead you'd say i'm at mcdonald's bye like, so, yeah, you get like two seconds of a message yeah, for free yeah. you get a free two second yeah. message <laughs> yeah yep so will you accept a call a collect call from i'm at mcdonald's bye <laughs> and, and that was it so you, then your parents knew you were there you were safe but how All do you good. know how do you know that they picked up to get that point like like the, oh, because do, it do, rains. Does it stop raining? It okay, rains. it stops raining. Okay. No. no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. oh, okay, so, you, you get feedback today. Okay. So, the reason I'm going down all of, all of this giant rabbit hole of, of collect calls is because I was reminded of calling home to check in uh, with uh, Wamawink and the herd saying, you know, poke your head back through to let us know you got fat, you got <laughs> through okay. <clears throat> so, that that's, uh, that was a big thing in my generation. So, and I'm sure it still is just in very different ways now. Yeah. Like a text or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I love that. I love but... that. I love that free <laughs> second message. It was awesome. <laughs> it was the best. I mean, and you, seriously, you ask anybody my age, everybody did that. Everybody <laughs> did that. So, I don't know anybody who didn't do that. So. <laughs> the two second message. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's check in with uh, Griffin and Hugo and see what they have to say about this. Yeah, let's see what your kids have to say. Mm-hmm. All right, here I am, Mr. Sal, with Griffin and Hugo. Griffin's ten, Hugo's six, and we just finished watching season one, episode nine of Centaur World: The Rift, Part One. Whoa, crowd noises! <laughs> okay, Griffin, what would you give this episode? Six and a half. Six and a half out of five. And out of five, what would you give this episode, Hugo? A five. A five. Okay. Those are really good scores. I only set the maximum at five. All right, Griffin, what was your favorite scene in this episode? (laughs) Oh, my comfortable dog sang his song. Oh, okay. My favorite was when the keepy Scott said to the statue, and I love when he said, Nuggets. <laughs> nuggets. All right, Griffin. I don't think I need to ask this question, but what was your favorite song in this episode? Um, the story of my life. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's it called? What's it called? The story of Com- comfortable. The dog. story of comfortable dog. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. And Hugo, what was your favorite song in this episode? Before you go. Before you go, Wamwank song. Yeah. Actually, the last song. I forgot what that's called. Oh, it's you. 
It's you, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Griffin, what am I to assume that your favorite character in this episode was Comfortable Dog? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you are to assume that. <laughs> and Hugo, what was your favorite character? Jabbery. Jabbery? <laughs> okay. He played such a small he, part. He was only in it for like five seconds. Okay. All right. And then he didn't even talk. And all right, Griffin, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? Hugo, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? Griffin, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? Yeah, I think so. Okay, say it. I can't wait to watch the report. Oh, I know. Me too. I cannot wait. All right, Hugo, what's your, what would you like to say about the episode? Anything else? Nope, you're good. Okay, well, we'll be back for the Rift Part 2. All right. I'm not going to lie, Mr. despite your kids' ratings, I think that was a middling score for them. <laughs> I know it's a middling score. <laughs> I, say, I, I respect, I have great admiration for Hugo beating, you know, he beats his own drum. Uh-huh. And that, um, Jebri is his favorite character. <laughs> Jebri did have some lines, actually, they're pretty funny. It's like, he, he did are speak you a comfortable. Oh, uh, no, I'm cold. Yeah, I'm cold. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm not okay. a vegetable, I'm a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it, yeah. The, they like it, but they're ready to move on to part two. Are you, Kurt, ready to move on to part two? Oh, I am ready to go to part two. If you are ready to go to part two. I am ready to go to part two, but I first have to ask you a question. Kurt, what do you prefer, shiatsu or Swedish massages? <laughs> that, that, that's okay. I, I think this is fun. The idea of like a stranger, like going to a massage parlor getting a massage, mm-hmm. like, no, like I don't. I would never get a professional massage. I totally never. agree. I've never done never it. Want, never want to. Never want. To. Yeah, never <laughs> want to. Like I remember, I had like an offer to go do like a spa day thing. Never, yep. never, nope. never in like a thousand years. That's just weird. Was, yeah, this is weird. why. I like, yeah. this is why you're my buddy for fancy frolic. Exactly. Kurt. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's think about uh, what we rated this episode. So, you you rated the last one a nine. You said you might be able. I gave last one an eight. An eight, sorry, you're right. So you gave it, you gave that one an eight. You said you, I might be able to talk you up to a nine. I, I don't think I did. Uh, no, but you didn't. yeah, okay. So, so I don't think you're at whale tire level with this episode, but I think you like it better than part one. So I'll say you gave it a nine. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think this one's better than the last one. And so I mean, it gives me my rate. You already guessed me. This one's better. <laughs> so yeah. we gave the last one a nine. I, think my, I I think you still gave this one like a higher nine. There you go. And I, I, I did give it a low nine. Yep. A nine. This one gets a nine. Yep. Uh, and you, you got it right. I gave it a higher nine. <laughs> <laughs> but this we both agree. This one is better than the last episode. I the totally agree. One. Yes. Okay. Yes. This, this is definitely better. And I debated giving it a 10, but it's just, it, this is not an episode I'm obsessed with. That it's you. just not. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I thought, like, is this 10 worthy? I'm like, no, nah, it's not 10 worthy. Yeah. I'm like, that's not, not like, I'll give it a nine. So. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, you know, it's not the whale tar shaman. It's just not. No, so, it's not, it's not. but it is good. There's there's a lot of good stuff here, and and I think that we should probably talk about some of that good stuff. So let's talk about our favorite scenes. I think you probably really enjoyed the nowhere king battle. That whole, uh, I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty big chunk of the episode, but just <laughs> from the from the time the nowhere king starts actually, you know, interacting with horse and rider, through the time that rider stabs an or king with the the key staff whatever that is okay that all so. is one scene 
Uh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll break it down then. Uh, I'll say from the time, from the time that the herd goes into the rift, like yeah, know, we came here from the bed. Yeah, yeah. world. Yeah, that that from that part, like the, the Avengers. Stabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I think, I think your favorite scene is. Hmm, hmm, I'm, I'm rethinking this. I think I I think yours is man. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, I think your favorite scene is the woman who we don't have a name for her, right? Just the woman. No, well, we yeah. just yeah. She's yeah. credited as woman. Okay, the woman uh, is going to take out the key, but Wama just kind of goes, "Listen, just let me back in before you take out, like before you take out the key. You know, you do what you gotta do." I got to go that back went, in there. Once you get knocked one. out, when I know we're kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Right. Uh, I, I, I would have considered that is a strong contender, but ultimately, uh, it's the group hug at the end of, at the end of the song, at, at the last song of the episode. Yeah. Uh, which the song is called "Separate Ways," but right at the end, uh, the last line of that song is "You are my closest family," and then. They, uh, you know, rider and horse hug, and they zoom out, and the whole herd is hugging, and I just I cry. So that's my favorite part. That's a sweet scene. Fair enough. Uh, I had two choices, but I, I, I the one the one I said is yours is what I picked. When oh, Mama, okay. Mom was like, oh, before before you lock me in there forever, that's your choice. Yep. But I'm gonna I'm heading back in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, go, I'm going back in. Yep. Just let me just let me back in first, and then uh. Yep. But my second, my second, the other pick, which is by like completely off, like the, I don't know why, Mr. So, but Ched's delirium of how he's like, <laughs> I, I will, I will spin the earth back the other way. He goes, and then when he returns, and he sees like horse, he's garbage, and he sees past Ched. Like, I don't know why. I, I love that so much. I was like, this is great. It is very funny. That is good stuff. Yep. Ched, Ched is great in this episode. All right. Well, yeah, th- those are all really great scenes. I I, I love Ched's delirium. I, I love the, the possibility or the, the sacrifice of Wama Wake. The, the idea that uh, if, if my herd's going down, I'm going down with them. I'm not going to be left without them. My true captain. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and of course, the, the group hug at the end. All, all wonderful stuff. And the, for that matter, the battle, I think, is actually pretty cool. I think the Nora King is legitimately objectively scary yeah you got that weird like litchy vibe yeah so i i mean the first time i saw it i was like whoa you like this hugo <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and he, he was a little scared of the nowhere king for a little while i don't think he is anymore but anyway all right let's talk about our favorite characters uh i had originally thought that you would say either the woman or the nowhere king I'm thinking maybe it's Wamawink now, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with my original gut pick and say the woman was your favorite character. Wow. My so my three choices for you is horse, woman, or Wamawink. I think mm-hmm. horse is out of it. I think I think you said the woman too. You got miss I'll say you got me on the note. I said woman. Ah did you say the woman? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought I thought I did a pretty niche pick there. I was like, yo, well. I don't think many people watch this episode and go, I picked the woman. 
right? And I'm like, <laughs> but that's what I honestly feel. I'm not trying to like, you know, skip no. past Mr. Salier. This is what I think. I think I, I have to I, defend myself, and I was ready, but no, okay. Well, go ahead, defend it because I, I, I think she is no, easily no need the most interesting Michelle? character. In exactly. Subject. Well, that's like yeah. she, you know, she put the, the, this idea forward of you know she sings her song right and then you know listen uh nothing good is made to stay you know we see how she feels you know right mm-hmm. listen it's for the greater good she just kind of takes the key goes off oh turns up they still mm-hmm. got the key they they go back in she goes okay well i'm closing you guys in then so be it. she closes them mm-hmm. in but then she changes her mind comes in you know does does you know helps to save them somewhat and then mm-hmm. understand oh i guess the 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 biggest reason why I've kind of just given an explain the biggest reason why is the relationship between the woman and the nowhere king. There's like yes. some relationship there, right? Yep. And then a bit of it after their interaction because she can't, she could not strike down the nowhere king when the nowhere king willingly like was like, you know what? Yeah, you can strike me down. It's fine, yep. right? Did not do it. And then later she has some information on like the nowhere king of like, oh, you know, just be stronger, blah blah blah. You know, so. Interesting, you know, interesting. Um, also, the, the exits, very great exits by the character. <laughs> very so that, great that, exits, that was good yes. too. But yeah, is, I think what really makes it, and I maybe not for you, but for me, is the um, the this mysterious relationship between this woman and the nowhere king. Oh no, that that is okay. It is, it, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of uh, other yeah. stuff, you know. It's not just that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, she she is the harbinger of moral dilemmas, right? Yeah. So, and and I think that is always very interesting. So so, she is the she's at the center of this episode even more than even horses. So yeah, I I I think you're perfectly justified in picking her as your favorite character for this episode. I think as are you, Mr. Sal. I think that was a fine well, pick right there. Thank you. Well, let's get into our favorite songs. I you know, knowing how attached you are to the woman here I'm, I'm guessing that her song nothing good is your favorite song darn i was really hoping that would be like a, <laughs> a good sneak past that darn okay all right well you got me on that one what did you pick uh huh did you, did you pick like the avengers song like the the herd rolling in like that so, so the bo- no I, you did the goodbye song you did the goodbye yeah, I did. Okay. Of course, I did. <laughs> Separate ways. I I do love that song, and I and I that I mean that's the emotional core of the episode to me, whereas woman is more of the uh, intellectual core of the episode for me. So that's yeah. fair. It's more like yeah. future plot there and some intrigue, but yeah, all the emotion. The woman's not much emotion, right? Yeah, true. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some with, right. with yes. the nowhere yes. king, definitely some, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I mean, she's feeling strong emotions for sure. And by the way, it was a really tough choice for me between separate ways and nothing good because nothing good, I think is I, that might be the coolest song that they've, that they've had in Centaur world yet. Like, just, I'm talking about the look of it, the, the, theme, the sound of yeah. it, yeah, everything. It's, it's so cool and it's so interesting and heady. And I, I do love that song. And by the way, I can't believe I'm. Not, I don't know the name of the actor. This is like criminal that I don't know the name of the actor that plays the woman. But uh, and I'll tell you why it's criminal. She is the the voice actor who was the singing voice, only the singing voice of Mulan 
and Jasmine and Aladdin. Really? I did not know But this. only the singing voice. So she is actually not credited in either of those movies. Really? She's not credited? Yeah. Those, she's not. She did, oh, she did all the singing. Her name is Leah Salga, Salonga. Leah Salonga. And she did the singing for Mulan and the singing for Jasmine. Not credited in Mulan or Aladdin. Huh. I yeah. Like I feel like that's a bit criminal there. That okay. is criminal. That's why it was criminal that I forgot her name because she didn't even get her name mentioned in those movies. But uh, I mean, she's obviously a, a, a world class singer. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, kids have been singing her without knowing they were singing her for decades now. So, yeah. Anyway, th- that's it's a it's a wonderful song. And, she, and that's a wonderful character in this episode. So, all right, let's talk about some magical moments that made us laugh, shall we? By all means. Okay. Have a good laugh. Anything for you? Or you want me to Glendale? No, I got a Glendale. <laughs> all that. That's Gl- great. When she's like dumping all of her things. Yeah, that she's like stolen. her llama wink and yeah, that like resolution there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, I guess when she says she says something about like the um, this is a woman is like slap her until she's smooth. <laughs> slap her until she's smooth. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, my favorite thing about Glenda on this episode and the fu- one of the funniest things I think in the episode is she, she tries to comfort Wama Wink with a jacket and it's I think we, we've been we've had a character searching for a missing jacket for for most of we have the oh I mean, I really, who? <laughs> who yeah who the character who's always called he's called <laughs> Jeffrey has been looking for a jacket you're right. Entire, oh my goodness. Season. I never connected it. No, I yeah. didn't realize. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's and Wick makes a big deal out of it too. Like, I don't want to need a jacket. I'm not cold. Why are you stealing jackets anyway? Whose jacket is this? Yeah, like, I, was, so, I didn't know who it was. Okay, Jeffrey's yeah. jacket. It's, so Jeffrey's been looking for I'm not saying it is Jeffrey's jacket, but Jeffrey like has that. been looking for a jacket for the entire series. Jeffrey could use the jacket. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. That, so I, I love the jacket. Um, I think the massage from the grass tires is really funny. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. Uh oh, hot goss. Did you see that? Were, that were, that were oh, hot and it was against a boss. Yes, you're right. You, you did call that. <laughs> <laughs> Although the uh, the Nora Queen did not seem to be too adversely affected by it. No, no. Wait, you, know, prob- you don't want to show that. You don't show that though. Yeah, but the problem with hot goss. It's friendly damage there's some friendly there's lots of friendly you ever, damage and you, you're you're just stuck by yourself like yeah you, yeah you, you can freeze the boss but there's nobody left yeah but some burning day you, you ever play pokemon like a team battles yep just that, like the, I, I don't know how it is on like newer version i remember older versions like i mean like fourth generation and stuff like certain mm-hmm. moves whatever pokemon's could do would still affect like its partner po- like i know earthquake would Yep, maybe earthquake. earthquake. I, th- I think blizzard maybe. Blizzard would be a status effect, yeah, yep. and like things like that. So you could like affect your your teammate with that. So maybe it's that type of thing. It's like a blizzard, yeah. Just yeah, hakas, hakas, yeah, <laughs> earthquake. So yep, yeah, wonderful. Uh, anything else that uh, made you laugh in this episode? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's more. There's the the sleeping bit with like the minotaur, that whole sleeping arc. The Oh, you're talking about the, the lizard? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's like yep. sleeping. Nice dad. And then now he's, he's actually, you know, <laughs> that whole arc that I like that. We saw a return to like the leaf mother and child. Yes. They're old. Yeah. And I, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. I said it earlier to the, um, the woman's exits, like both times. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Such great. Ex- oh, never mind. There she is. Oh, there <laughs> She's right there. Yeah. Never mind. She, she doesn't get very hard, does she? Yeah. Never mind. Yep. Uh, why did I, I, I like when they get back to center world Julius is like why did I never realize that this place smells like chocolate <laughs> I also uh, I also I uh they did like a friends intro like oh reference. yeah I don't really yep. watch friends but I know the like that's the introduction yep like, that's right so, yep. I mean that was kind of cool that really, was funny yeah yeah I'm, I'm not a big friends fan I've seen enough of it to know that I don't like it uh, but oh, I it's a, it's a reference. Yeah, it's a reference that I understood, mm-hmm. so I felt yep. knowledgeable. I was like, "Aha! There thank you. You. You, you made yes. me feel good. Thank you." Yes, indeed. Yeah. What magical moments oh, annoyed wait, you about this? I, I, oh, wait, sorry, sorry I have one more funny thing. This is actually really yep. funny. Yep. The the ending, like this, you know, when when you know this happens like before to you as well. I'm sure you say goodbye to someone, and then you both go off in the same direction. And it is oh, Ryder yeah. baby in Ryder. As they yep. both will go back to go back to the the human world. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You you're, going, going. you're going there too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That What's your name fun. again? Like, oh yeah, Water Baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Any magical moments that annoyed you about this episode? Uh, in particular. Yeah. Nothing for me. Either. I I don't find anything really annoying about yeah. this episode. I think it's pretty straight, pretty pretty straightforward, and pretty solid all the way around not my favorite episode but a very good episode yeah it, yeah so i think it's just like a solid episode yep good well then let's move into magical moments that moved us and of course it starts for me with we came here from centaur world and we're here so we can save our baby girl like that when they bust in it's like oh the herd's there to save her yeah. That, that, that that's really good yeah uh i think i think the the woman when she she sings her song i thought that was moving uh because, it, it is because there's there's i mean to me it would seem as though that it's she's gotten hurt at some point in her life to give her the oh, mentality yeah. that you know yeah absolutely i mean uh, you know, so yeah and i want to say a lot more about that song when we get into the emotional intelligence health, mental yeah. health piece yeah. of this because yeah. this yeah there's a lot in that in that song to unpack but her song uh, in general uh, and her like yep. her her idea of the the greater good type of thing is like mm-hmm. you know, just moving part although it's, it's moving to the point though that she's willing to sacrifice someone else not herself so that's kind of mm. that's not as moving that's like i'm willing to sacrifice you for the greater good so you don't think she would have been willing to sacrifice herself? I don't know. I don't know, but it's just not as moving if it's not herself. It's just not as moving. I understand. Or it's like not Spe- someone she knows like yes. well. So right. Speaking of sacrificing herself, Wama Wink, your favorite scene, Wama Wink going into the rift, you know, saying it's fine, you can have the key, you can close the gate, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Just let me back in. That that is heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely a sad one. That's def- definitely a sad one. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they they decide to help out Water. Like so, when they're fighting the Nowhere King, they decide to help out Water Baby. Oh like, yeah. Oh, you know what do we do? And then mm-hmm. we're not leaving Water Baby behind. And uh, mm-hmm. I, we talked about the Nowhere King as well. That whole you know the, letting the woman strike her down, but the woman decided not to strike down the Nowhere King. Yes. So yes, yes. That's a it's a 
interesting point that you've keyed in on there that <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to pay attention to. Um, then, of course, my my favorite, the most touching thing to me is the group hug at the end. Uh, just you know, the idea that for, I mean, first of all, the idea that rider and horse have finally found each other and now they're they're separating, they're they're leaving uh, because they feel like they have to. Uh, but on their own terms now, at least they get to say goodbye. And it seems like the herd is welcoming Ryder into their herd. <laughs> Wait, say that again. You confused. It me. seems like <laughs> the herd is welcoming Ryder into their herd by this, you know, having sense. this group yeah. hug. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, I, I, got, I don't know how I got confused by that. I mean, actually, I can see I got confused by that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's not a horse that's leaving. Horse is deciding to stay. It's it's yeah. rider that's leaving, and yet they go in for the group hug. So, so I'll, I'll be honest. My prediction. I mean, I, didn't t- I don't think I told you this prediction, but my my predicted thought <laughs> this is a solid was one, no, it's not because I'm wrong. I'm telling you, I'm wrong. Actually, oh okay. All right. Was all right. I thought this season would end with basically the, the the ending of it would be horse and rider are together in centaur worlds. Whether they're trapped in there, I don't know, but it ends with both of them either deciding to stay in Centaur World or they just mm-hmm. have to be by happenstance or they have a duty mm-hmm. or something. Something. They're both there together. Mm-hmm. Not how it ends, though. I was, I was going on, I'm like, oh, look, that, are they trapped in Centaur World? Maybe look at that. I'm right. But then they, <laughs> this whole thing happens. Oh, okay, never mind. The two armies thing. Right, never mind. Yeah. So. I feel like you may have actually said that on the podcast. So Maybe I did. Okay. I, if I did okay. say it, that's what I was thinking, but I was wrong. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's not, I'm going to try to get like extra credit here for those. Yeah. Yeah. But I would take extra credit. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Anything else that moved you before we move on to emotional intelligence and mental health? No, no. Let's move on. What do, what do you have to start okay. here? Well, uh, let's start with, with the woman's song here. Just to quote a line from that song Sometimes the ones that we love the most have the worst things to hide. Sometimes the monsters turn out to be those who stood there by your side. Okay, well, so, okay. Oh, okay. There's some foreshadowing, <laughs> I think, here. Okay. Well. So, so this is this is pretty heartbreaking, honestly, for, for the woman. You know, the name of the song is Nothing Good. And the, the line that uses that phrase is nothing good is meant to stay. So, obviously, she's been hurt by someone close to her to the point where she feels like she can't have anything good. Because anything good will ultimately just hurt her and, and she'll lose it. I mean, that's that's devastating. Yeah, but, I know that. She's probably the saddest character for yeah, me here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but when it happens to you enough, when, when you're constantly burned by, by people close to you, I, you know, how I, I know people who feel this way, who feel like they can't have anything good, who feel like, uh, they, they shouldn't get close to anyone because anyone they get close to will hurt them. So, yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I don't want to get too deep into, you know, romantic relationships, but when you get to a certain, a certain age where if, if you're starting a relationship with someone, like you, you probably have both had past relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the more of those that you've been burned by, the harder it is to open yourself up to someone new. And, and I know that, you know, I've, I've been with people who've had trouble with that. I've, I've at different times in my life been that person who has trouble with that. So it really, this, this song touches on something that's very 
human and almost universal. Uh, everyone, I think, feels this at some point in their life. Certainly. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Ah, the woman. Yeah. Poor soul. Yes. I, yes, I, I, I want to, away from this, almost, do you have more? Do you want to talk about the song? No, that, that's, right. that's, I'm good on the song. Mm-hmm. So okay, I, I want to talk a bit on the um, the nowhere king part of it. So yep. like the the her, well, or maybe a combination of her not striking down the nowhere king, despite uh, the nowhere king allowing her to, mm-hmm. and then what she says about the nowhere king at the end. So mm-hmm. what, she, what does she say exactly about the nowhere king at the end? That uh, it will you didn't you didn't kill him. Yeah. you didn't kill him. He'll he'll only grow stronger. Okay, that's not too much on it then. Okay, maybe there's not much to glean from there. Well, let's let's stay on the woman in the Nowhere King though. We've already talked about the fact that she can't kill him, but what he says right before he like bows his neck, bows his neck, and (laughs) offers himself to her, he says, "You made me what I am, but I forgive you." Oh, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a big one. So you made me what I am, but I forgive you. And then he offers himself his life to her. Man, that's rough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, pretty clearly there's a history here. Uh, The woman has been singing about it and talking about it. You know, sometimes the ones that, that, uh, you love have the worst things to hide sometimes the monsters turn out to be those who stood there by your side and yet she's i seems to be calling the nowhere king a monster who used to be something or someone that she loved and yet he's here saying you made me what i am but i forgive you yeah strike me down yeah so what's interesting is they both feel like they've been wronged by the other one, it seems, doesn't it? You're right. No, yeah. That, huh. <laughs> well, who wronged who here then, Mr. Sal? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've talked to one person, and they told me person number two did him wrong, but person number two said person number one did him wrong. So I don't know. Right. Maybe we need to get like a judge or something. Yeah, that's why we have- well, but but that's that's what real disputes are, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Both, yeah. Things both, are kind of both. complicated. Both people have like a point. Yeah to be had (laughs) yeah 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 and it's one of the things that i love about centaur world is that even the nowhere king who's i mean this existential force seemingly just for evil like there's this depth of emotion to him this idea of you know you made me what i am but i forgive you i mean Someone who's pure evil doesn't say that and then supplicate themselves to the person they're forgiving oh this is their evil plan you get stronger (laughs) Unless it's part of the plan, you get stronger. Yeah. Part, you part of an evil plan, Asterisk. Oh, evil plan. Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough then. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, is anything else you want to say about the woman and the Nowhere King? Because I'm kind of no. That's I, I, all I, I, I want to yeah. say. About I, I got nowhere else on that. I, I actually something I forgot to mention earlier. This isn't really the best time to. I, I'll wait. I'll wait till after we we finish. Actually. Okay. Let's hope that. Never mind. All right. So uh, you had mentioned one of the funniest things in this episode is Ched's delirium, right? Yes. But the stress he, delirium. That's, so the stress response is delirium, yeah. right? He says, you know, remember when Wama Wink thought that uh, my stress response was delirium? Yeah. And then he 
lays out this crack crackpot plan that's gonna Splendid, you know yeah. he's gonna fly around the world backwards but uh you know stress responses are obviously a real thing and so for some, some people it is there for me it's sleep when i'm severely stressed out i literally can't stay awake i just go to sleep glendale's stealing stealing exactly do you have a stress response my procrastination like just like okay. just don't do it or like just yep. try to try to avoid it avoidance yeah the avoidance probably is that. yep okay yeah so everybody has their own stress response for ched it's delirium so but uh, you know stress responses are not something that was ever talked about when i was growing up <laughs> yeah it, it was like you know suck it up and, and move on do the next thing right so it, but now I'm, I'm glad that it's being called to people's attention that stressors ignite a response and it's different for different people and the the response is is what is your body telling you that this is too much so anyway i'm, I'm glad that there's attention being called to it yeah Even, oh, yeah and then a little bit of comedy but that's yeah, a lot yeah. of comedy but yeah yeah exactly that's okay it's good that, that it incorporates comedy and because- i think most of it like the trauma farts we got like glendale's yep. whole stealing bit is yeah so oh, speaking of glendale's whole stealing bit like there's a moment here where wombawink like really gets down on glendale yeah roasting her yeah useful her- <laughs> yeah no that was thank goodness yeah. she had the key yeah Which, oh yeah i mean this i guess the point i was going to make since we brought up the key was did you know you could actually see glendale stealing the key off the woman no <laughs> I no, during, I during the song, during the woman's song, I, at one point Glendale's close to her, and I was like, "Oh, that's odd. I don't know why they did that." Like Glendale's close to her, and then it's revealed Glendale stole the key. I'm like, <laughs> "Wait a second. And I rewound it, and I'll, I'll send you a photo right now while we're talking. Okay. But I I took a photo of the moment, and like, there's like a few <laughs> frames where you can see the key. I like paused it, but like, oh, very, that's amazing. Like, very clearly, I, it's not like I shouldn't say very clearly, but you can see like glendale having the key as like the woman like casts her away from her yeah huh. like so they, they do show glendale does actually steal the key that is really cool oh my gosh look at that that is amazing well, yeah that, that, that was cool so that. <laughs> that's really cool yeah uh i do love you know the, the, they're very consistent it's nice touch. yeah it's nice touch there's not a lot that's wasted on on the show like they, they do come back to stuff and they they do put things in for a reason so that's really cool all right well i i am all set on the emotional intelligence and mental health piece do you have anything else you want to add uh let me think here well, the only other thing that could even be discussed is is there, is there anything to do with water baby so there's something about water baby that gets me i don't know what fact- it is the, the the she said what did she say the magic lady's always got to go you know do the keep an eye on the bad guy or something something like that yeah where she, she kind of goes off like i wonder i, I don't know just yeah i don't know what's to gleam to that but something, oh i know what i did want to mention too you know just the, just the idea that horse makes the decision you know all she's wanted for for nine episodes all she's wanted is rider yes and now she has rider yeah. She's in Centaur World, and she makes the decision that, you know, I have a purpose here that's, that requires me to stay here and requires you to go back into the human world. Like, I trust that we'll meet again. You know, this isn't 
goodbye forever, but it is goodbye for now. We're going to have to do this. Like that's a lot of growth for horse. I, I think it adds a lot of dimensionality to her character that she maybe didn't have before because she was so hyper-focused on got to be with Ryder. Definitely. Yeah, definitely true. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm excited to see horses do incentive now, which is, I guess, build an army and train an army, yep. which I'm curious to see how they do that in season two. But no, you're right. That is, mm-hmm. I think that's a much, I mean, dare I say interesting. Yeah. Not as like flat, like goal line. Cause their mm-hmm. previous goal line is just like, get to, get to Ryder. That's, that's, yep. the, that's the, that's the finish line. Now it's, I mean, it's, kind of defeat defeat the nowhere king and to do that army you know so. yep okay so that's there's a lot of great stuff in this episode it's a really wonderful episode it's just it to me it just doesn't have the emotional gut punch it doesn't have the jaw dropping oh my god i can't believe that they went there in a in a family oriented show <laughs> that the whale tar had or even for me the tree shaman uh so yeah th- th- this is so just a minor notch below those yeah it's nothing special there's nothing like super special to me that puts it um mm. yeah you know you don't, you don't start at a 10 and go down maybe start like an eight or a nine and you're like right hover better i don't know I, I don't know where you start but yeah it doesn't it doesn't work its way up there so right all right well <laughs> that's what i think of it that's what you think of it would you like to hear what my kids think of it by all means, let's see what they have to say. Here I am, Mr. Sal, with Griffin and Hugo. We just finished watching the epic season one finale, The Rift Part 2. Hugo, what would you give this on a scale from one to five? Uh, five. Five. Um, okay, the five stands for... The five stands for everything else with... Out the Nora King singing and zero stands for the Nora King singing. Oh, you don't like when the Nora King yeah. sings because it's scary or because you don't like his voice or why? Scary. Oh, yeah, it is pretty. So, this is a pretty scary episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Griffin, what would you give this episode on a scale from one to five? Um, I'm going to say four and a half. Four and a half, same as the last one. Mm-hmm. Why? No, not same as the last one. Never mind. It was the same as the whale tire episode that you gave a four and a half. All right. Uh, well, what's. Wait, what? What? What about the comfortable bug part? That was the rift part one. Uh, Yeah, this is the rift part two. I know we watched them together, so it's a little tricky to keep them separate. Hugo, do you have a favorite scene in this episode? No. No, just lots of them. How about you, Griffin? Favorite scene? Uh, Nope. Wow. Just okay. (laughs) One sec, let me think. That's right. You think about that while I ask Hugo about his favorite song in the episode. Do you have a favorite song in the episode? Oh, I know. Oh, you knew you know your favorite scene, Griffin? Uh-huh. What? It is actually implies to my favorite song. Okay. Tell me. Um nothing good. Oh, nothing good. Yes, the song I do like that yeah. one. That's your favorite scene and your favorite song? Mm-hmm. That song rocks. How about you, Hugo? That is my what Griffin says. Okay. That's true. Yeah, that's cool. That's your favorite scene and your favorite song? Yeah. Okay. And Hugo, do you have a favorite character in this episode? Yeah. Who? Uh, Who? Wama Wink. Love Wama Wink. How about you, Griffin? Favorite character? Um. <laughs> hmm. 
It's, it's funny because it's just as though you don't know what questions I'm going to ask you before I ask you. Woman. Woman. That's an interesting choice. Uh, that's, that's, that's something that I strongly considered. All right. Did I actually say so? I know you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out, boys. Anyway. All right. Hugo, anything else you want to say? The screen. Don't worry about the screen. We'll take care of that later. Well, anything else you want to say about this episode? No. All right. Griffin, anything else you want to say about this episode? No. Are you guys excited for season two? Uh-huh. Definitely. We will talk to you folks next time, although it may be a while uh, because we may take because we know we're going to take a little bit, a little bit of a break here. But next time we will be covering season two, episode one, Horsatia Wig Hair Beans with an S and a Z. Both? Is that actually, is that actually the next title? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I said it again. <laughs> So, it sounds like they were very much on the same page as us in this episode. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they, they have just gross mediocrity, like nothing terrible, <laughs> but like, yeah, they have no solid answer for anything. I'm shocked Griffin picked the woman. Yeah. They didn't even break the scale for this episode. Well, that means they didn't love the. That means they didn't like the episode even. I think like if they don't like. You gotta break the scale. I don't know. I don't know what the scale. Is. It's gotta like. You gotta figure. I gotta figure out their conversion. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to rip on the episode too much because I think there's a lot of good stuff here. It's just yeah, not, it's not a bad as, one. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. It's just, it's it's not the whale tar. It's just not. So anyway, I do want to say about the next two episodes. Uh, so. Uh, we don't know when we're going to be covering them. Uh, it, it might be next week. It might be in a couple of weeks. We may take a break. We'll, we'll see. So stay tuned, folks. But I do want to say that the next two episodes, uh, season two, episode one, Horsatia, We Care Beans, and season two, episode two, All Heard, All the Turd, are <laughs> widely despised by the fan community. Okay. Uh, uh, like widely, so I, I'm, I'm are, are, are you giving are you giving your opinion on it right now, or you no, just, no, okay. no, no, no? I, I just you know uh, to the point where the subreddit for Centaur World has a rule that you're not allowed to trash on the early part of season two because it it, it was approaching almost spam level of posts. So oh. uh, that. I, I just need you to go ahead and lower your expectations for these first two episodes. I'll lower them. I'll still rate them low, but I'll. I'll yeah, okay. that's fine. That's fine. So, uh, you know, I, I now having said that, I have told people this. I have warned people about this, mm-hmm. and had them come back to me and say, you know, I'm glad that you said that because we were all geared up to really hate these first two episodes, and boy, they weren't as bad as you said they were going to be. So, anyway. not as bad. Okay. So, we'll see then. We'll see. So yeah. So so just you know. Be prepared. Okay. I promise it gets better. I promise it gets better. Well, listen, we still got a recap in between. So you can we do still level That's me right. off here. Yes, yes, we do have a recap. So, folks, uh, if you're new to Show Hoppers, at the end of every season, we run a little bit of a recap episode in which we go through and we uh, just give a brief two minute uh, blurb about each episode and where we rank them in the season. So, we'll run through this season from our least favorite episode right up to our favorite episode individually 
Uh, and then we'll talk about our favorite songs, our least favorite songs, our favorite titles, our, fa our least favorite titles, and just put a nice bow onto season one of Centaur World. So you can look forward to seeing that in our feed on Thursday of this week. So uh, that'll that'll be there for you, and we'll we'll uh, enjoy doing that. I think that our recap episodes are pretty fun. Uh, I always enjoy them. I hope you do too, Kurt. I do like the recaps. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But and then we'll. You'll have to stay tuned to see what comes after that. Is it going to be season two of Centaur World or are we going to take a little break? We'll see. In the meantime, anything else you want to say about this episode, Kurt? No, I think, I think I've said I've made my piece. Okay. Well, then, folks, feel free to contact us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We very much appreciate five-star ratings and reviews, likes, subscribes, downloads, and shares. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to the podcast. and. Please remember that none of us are comfortable until we are all comfortable.